It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement vows that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer. So you know what I'm enjoying? Uh, the only thing that's different about the pandemic that I'm enjoying is like some doctors are like now becoming famous and one doctor in particular is like a rock star in America kind of. How, what do you mean? Like, well, he's on TV all the time. Oh, Dr. Know. Oz. No, not, oh, not Dr. Oz. No, no, no. Now there's people that love him and people that hate him. Oh, Dr. Phil. Oh my gosh, Dr. Phil's not a real doctor. Well, he's a psychologist. He's a PhD. To all you PhDs out there, please continue to listen. We would like for you to record and rate our show very nicely. Okay. But no, I wasn't referring. I'm talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Oh, Dr. Fauci. And I'll tell you what. That guy has uh, definitely, he's got, a, he's got a backbone. I have a question for you. Yeah. He's, he's not that tall. I mean, I guess Who? we're all vertebrates, so we all have backbones. You, did you know that vertebrates only make up about 3% of the world's population and 97% of the rest of the animals are invertebrates? Um, I didn't know that 3%, but I knew it was a, a small amount because yeah. of just the diversity of... I'm teaching my uh, my second grader. Oh, I love so it. I love I it. virtual schooling. Yeah. yeah. So my first question about Anthony Fauci is, okay. who's taller, Dr. Fauci or the deacon? Ooh, I'd have to give the nod to me, right? He is five foot seven. Yeah. Deacon wins it. Oh, do you? Yeah, do by, you? at least by an inch. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, that, that's awesome. So Dr. Fauci is now the man, the myth, the legend. He is everywhere. He is discussing the coronavirus, he is discussing the vaccines, and he is trying to be, I would say, a scientific, cautious voice in the midst of a time in the world with more false narratives, and everyone wants to have answers right away, and he is one of the best at saying, hey, we don't know this information yet, we're taking our time, science can't always be rushed. Yeah, I think it's important. Uh, We're in an age where people either demand, they they believe they're entitled to answers quickly, and we certainly have the ability to make more information available in a faster pace than we ever did before. However, with something like this, it's so important to be accurate and go through the proper channels. And I know it can feel like, man, we've got the world's best scientists working on this. Can't we do this really quickly? And the reality is so many people don't know anything and they feel like they have to say something. And so they do. And I even get caught up in that, right? Like even from a faith perspective, you know, people say, how do you feel, you know, as a, as a Jesus follower, somebody who, you know, uh, believes in all that, how can there be a God and all this stuff happen? And, and, you know, sometimes you feel inclined to answer. And the reality is, Listen, I, I'm not God. I, I, what I can tell you is um, things throughout history, there have been 
pandemics and plagues and throughout it, man has always survived. Yeah. I, I follow uh, at God on Twitter, which I don't think it's real God because I don't know that God's on Twitter. Yeah. And he's, uh, he or she is very humorous. Oh. And today at God on Twitter posted, can't wait till the vaccine's here. And everybody gives me credit for it. Do what? <laughs> I can't wait for the vaccine comes and everyone gives me all the credit. <laughs> That's right. So Dr. Anthony like Fauci. Thank God. I scored this touchdown. Oh, yeah. I love, listen, I love it when guys like go back to their roots. But there's sometimes I'm like, you know, like a tennis player hits it. I'd like to thank God for that ace. Like, no, no, no. The other guy just missed the ball. Yeah. That's okay. You don't think God's worried about like a jump shot going in? I don't know that he's not worried, but he has poured into the person who's put the effort into creating that jump shot. Next question for you. Who is older? Uh, our, our president, Donald Trump, or yeah. Anthony Fauci? I'm going to go with uh, Dr. Fauci. Yes, he is older. How about who is older? Joe Biden or um, Anthony Fauci? And I want to point out this is not a political uh, podcast. We're not Joe Biden. Everything. No. Oh, Fauci's still older. Dr. Anthony Biden. Fauci is 79 years old. He was born on but Christmas Biden's like 78. Uh, 77. Okay. Uh, he was born on December 24th, 1940. He is now uh, 79 years old, and he has been the head of the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Disease, and he started working there in 1984 after he graduated you know, from Cornell quite a few years earlier as first in his class. Wow. You know what? He also... Played on his basketball team in high school growing up. Back oh. when you could play on a basketball team as a 5'7". Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do we know if he had a J? Uh, we don't. We don't know. Um, but I think he would probably be a good passer and get everyone involved. Appear- it doesn't matter because you can be like Benjamin Simmons. He ain't got no J either. Yes, but I, I love Ben Simmons. <laughs> Let's not talk bad about him. Dr. Anthony Fauci actually stopped what he was working on in the early 80s because he saw what was going on with the HIV epidemic and realized, hey, there is a set number of people that are getting sick here and went out of his way and changed all his research into the HIV, um, into the HIV world. And actually, early on, he was also got a lot of backlash um, from the HIV activist uh, community because they wanted answers right now. They wanted medication to become out right now. And basically what happened is there was this balance between how quickly are we going to push out medications versus mm-hmm. making sure they're safe and scientific. And I think right now in the midst of Operation Warp Speed with vaccines, the ability to have someone in charge that is at least trying to balance, you know, how quickly do we go yeah. is very important and that we need to stick to the science. No, that's George W. Bush once said, Anthony Fauci is the one true and great hero. And he has worked with, at this point, six presidents. He also is a Catholic and a Jesuit. Which one's W? That's the the first Bush? Uh, The second one. Second one. Which one's the first one? Mm, George Herbert. And then George W.? Yeah, and then then W. Okay. I don't know which Bush it was. It was one of the Georges. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard George W. Bush quoted as, as like being given uh, credit for something that was really <laughs> profound. Well, that may be the case. And Anthony, I loved him. But. Anthony Fauci, right now, to most of us physicians out there, he is our leader. He is the one we look up to. He is the one that actually is thoughtful and cautious. And we appreciate his role and everything he has done in the world. And in a time where Dr. Phil's are out there spouting essential oils... For the coronavirus, he is at least trying to 
Have us be patient and make sure that we're not using treatments that are unnecessary. My question would be like... That's interesting because there's so many, you know, in the faith community, you know, we had some, um, some pastors that made us look crazy, right, during this whole deal. They were like, oh, we're going to go to church no matter what. Now, I'm sounding like a Georgia pastor because that was where it started. You know, they're like, we're going to church and Jesus is going, we don't need anything. You know, we still need vaccines, right? Yeah. I have said many times, the deacon is a believer in science as a gift from God, created by God. I certainly believe in the power of God to cure anything. I am, however, not foolish enough to not take steps to protect myself against anything, right? I wear a seatbelt yeah. when I drive, right? And so... Well, you wear the seatbelt because if you don't, it makes that noise, bing, oh, bing. That's true, too. Bing. If right? Sometimes I'm driving home and like my computer's sitting on it and then I've got to like throw the computer uh, on the ground in the mess. hot. It makes it think oh, there's yeah. something and I'm, Wear seat. your seatbelt. But that whoever invented that noise is kind of a... It's terrible. I was going to say I normally have a, a Bible on that seat and the same thing happens. <laughs> but, um, and there's a six-pack on the Bible that makes it heavier and oh, probably makes I'm it think sure, there's somebody I'm in sure there. there is. But, you know, so... So in the evangelical world, in the faith world, you know, I guess there's like, um, so like Catholics have the Pope. The Pope. Yeah, the Pope. And then that we is used the to main have, religious leader. We used to have like Billy Graham. Um, now I, I'm not sure who we would have because I, I don't align with like Joel Osteen necessarily. Love him. Uh, believe in, in a lot of the things he says. But I'm not a prosperity gospel kind of guy. So I'm like, maybe it's... Um, I don't know, Stephen Furtick, right? But that's like, you know, or somebody... Stephen who? Stephen Furtick. He's this, this, this super evangelical pastor who has pastors, some churches in North Carolina. Um, that's where they started. And they have a lot of churches out there. Elevation Church is what it's called. He's probably one of the most known pastors of our time right now, right? But we still have like the traveling pastors that go out and preach. And did you remember, you remember Jim and Tammy Faye Baker? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the whole popes thing is an interesting thing. Okay. Yeah. Right. And popes have become uh, famous for some of the medical maladies that have happened to them in the history of popes. Because at times when you had a pope, they would do everything to save this pope's lives. At this point, we have had 305 popes. And yet um, one in five popes do not live for one year. Really? Yeah. To be a pope, you have to be less than 80, you have to be a man, and you have to be Catholic. Okay. Also, they have shown that in the past six, 700 years, you also had to be a cardinal, because no one else, but that is not actually an official rule. Right. My, um, uh, the pope that died the quickest was Pope Bonifaci the sixth. He died after only 15 days in office. Oh. Yeah. And you know what they say he died from? They say he died from a gout attack. Wow, I thought I had gout for a long time. Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh, I do. But it ends up, I have like a, like a bone spur or like a, uh, what do they call that, bunion that's yeah. growing up. Oh, yeah. Out. So anyway. So the honest truth is this pope obviously didn't die from gout attack because you can't really die from a gout attack. He died because um, he was likely poisoned. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there's only so, been one Englishman... So was it the wine or the steak that poisoned him? Oh, no, you got to hear about the next one. Okay. We've only had one Englishman ever be Pope. Adrian IV in 1159. And he choked on a fly in his wine. (laughs) 
You know, the Brits have never been... Cause, no, I'm not going to talk about the Brits. There's probably somebody listening. But my Irish friends, hey, McGill, you could do it for me. <laughs> well, I will tell you, popes have often suffered from gluttony, which is one of the seven deadly sins. And there have been many surgeries for popes in the past uh, due to morbid obesity. Wow. And so popes overall have had higher BMIs than normal. What, what do you think that is from sitting in that ivory tower? They don't get to go a lot of places. Well, once I pope, think they can go a lot of places. Once you're pope, you're surrounded by people, right? Like, that's probably worse than being president. Maybe. I mean, like when the pope came to Philadelphia, you couldn't go anywhere or get anywhere, right? Traffic was stopped. Yeah. You, there were only running trains from a certain time to a certain time. I think they let more people come into the city when the president's there here. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the president... Comes less often, but don't tell our less president. Less often than the Pope? No, you're right. You're right. The, the president comes more often. Don't tell the president there weren't that many people there. He'll be very uh, frustrated. He won't know that. He counts differently. He's <laughs> using that new math, that core he, math that they're teaching his kids now. What he do they call that? Is. Common core math? <laughs> My God. Yeah. <laughs> well, our, uh, our current Pope, Pope Francis, yeah. whose name was um, Jorge Bergoglio, Jorge! Um, Jorge. Hip, hip. When he was 21 Jorge. years old, he had an upper right lobectomy due to bronchiectasis, where his um, upper airway had a collapse down. Yeah. And he had part of his lung removed when he was 21 years old. So I think it's pretty was amazing. Was that due to gluttony? I do not think it was due. I think it was due to infection. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point in the world... And he grew up where? Because he's like... Uh, he's Italian. Yeah. It's actually harder to become Pope than almost anything in the world. Mm. Right? You know, basically, if you're going to be a pope, it's kind of an inside job. Basically, the cardinals sit around and they chat and they discuss whether or not you can become a pope. The first arbor is you have to become a priest. You have to have a bachelor's. You have to have a master's. And then from a, uh, a priest, you have to then become a bishop who oversees a certain amount of cathedrals. That's right. Then from there, a bunch of the bishops are discussed and then they can be discussed as who could be another cardinal. But basically, someone has to die for you to replace. Bishops. Cardinals oversee the bishops. And yeah. every three years... Who oversee the cathedrals yeah. that oversee the people. Yeah. And every three years, they, they make a secret list. And all if you the put your hands area. together, you can like, this is the church and this is the steeple. And I'll open them up and look, it's all the people. <laughs> That's the way it goes. That is true. Yeah. That's, and that's exactly what's going on here. It is, you know, um, probably harder to be a Cardinal than an NBA player because there's only 200 Cardinals in the world. Yeah, I, and there weren't a lot of great... I mean, you know, obviously Ozzy comes to mind as a phenomenal Cardinal. Um, Ozzy Smith? The yeah. shortstop? Yeah. No, I don't think that's what they meant. <laughs> but, I, I mean, that's what I think. Okay, I mean, okay. And then now, I Albert guess, Pujols. If we're going St. Louis Cardinals, yeah, you gotta yeah, love yeah. Albert Pujols. And I guess Larry Johnson now, or Larry Fitzgerald, is the Arizona Cardinals. Oh sure, you gotta a love fantastic him. Fantastic Cardinal. Yeah, I have a favorite pope. Do you have a favorite pope? I do. Let me hear it. Uh, PJP two. Pope John Paul two. Yeah. Because the high school around here is named after him. No, I think because. Um, He's the one I knew the longest. I mean, from 78 to 2005, he oversaw the Vatican. I think that's a pretty long time, almost 30 oh, yeah. years being oh, yeah. Pope. I can't imagine 
there are many popes that that were that had reigns for that long. I don't know. I don't know. I only looked for popes that died of interesting things. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So PJP two because because he's the one I knew the most about. He was my time period. Well, my favorite is Pope John the Eleventh. He was a professor of medicine in twelve seventy six, and he wrote a book um, called the Thesaurus Paperum, and it was an almanac for lay people on medicine. And um, doctors at this point had protected their knowledge. And the thought was, as a doctor, you didn't want to tell anyone anything about medicine because then people wouldn't pay to come see you. Yeah. Which is so the opposite of where we are in the world right now. And we want people to have information. And sure. we realize that now people probably have uh, too much information. They still go see Dr. Google and yet they still pay for health care. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, well, most of them pay for health care. Yeah. Um, and Dr. Uh, Pope John Eleventh actually was giving out this book to people and selling this book. But there were rumors that he was into black magic. Oh. And I think it was because people were pushing back on what he was doing. Yeah. And he died from a roof falling on his head. Uh, that, you think that was intentional? I mean... I mean, that is like some early, early mob stuff, right? Like oh, a yeah. roof falling on his head. Were they in waste management? <laughs> or the restaurant or business. God did this to him oh. because <laughs> he was mad that medicine was being studied. Oh yeah, you think so? Oh yeah. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Don't Just pray that. for a cure. Pray for a cure. <laughs> we don't need science. That's right. No, give science is a gift from God. Come yeah. on. It's weird because I, you know, so you've got the popes who, who really you know uh, spearhead and oversee that the Catholic faith. On the Protestant side, I mean, you really had the two, like, big spearheads were, were Martin Luther and John Calvin. Oh, yeah. Who kind of spread the faith throughout, you know, and, and started evangelism and, and the evangelicals with, you know, evangelical Lutherans. What does the term evangelical mean? Oh, that's a great question, Chris. Um, I, I, I wasn't sure that you would ask that. I don't even know what the term evangelical means. Let's ask Dr. Google. Evangelical means what? So evangelical means of or according to the teaching of the gospel of the Christian religion. Okay. So that makes sense. So they call the gospels anything uh, that were witnessed to, right, that were given by, the, by testimony through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so the Christian religion is the idea that Jesus was the Savior, born the Son of God, given, died on the cross, resurrected three days that's the basis of the faith of Christianity. So you are a Protestant now. Yes. Have you always been a Protestant? Or yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Have you been changing? No, uh, always been a basis? Protestant. Who is, so, who is the Anthony Fauci of the Protestant religion? Do they have like, so they don't have a pope. Do they have like, a, is it a deacon? Do they call them priests? What do you guys call each other yourselves? Yeah, so you have, well, you have pastors. Pastor. So it's not a priest, it's a pastor. You have pastors or preachers. Pastors or preachers? They're the same. So a preacher... If a pastor was in a fight with a preacher, who would win? <laughs> That's a good question because a pastor... Preacher sounds scarier. Uh, like, I wouldn't mess with the preacher. A preacher... But a pastor, I would maybe uh, chirp at. A preacher is anyone who's sharing the word of God, um, who's, share, who's evangelizing, going out, telling the story, and trying to bring people... Oh, that's like you. So back in the day, you know, Martin Luther was very... He was like a prophet, 
He went out and he did his thing and he spread. He just went. There oh, had been no, no, a prophet, kind of like what I think Jesus was. Yeah. He well, was like a guy out telling stories. No question Jesus was a prophet. He okay. just happened to be the, the ultimate prophet, the son of God. But Sure. So uh, Martin Luther, there was no path laid before him. So uh, evangelical evangelism or Christian, the Protestant religion, the denomination of Protestantism had not really been out there. Uh, people were so, you know, the Catholic Church had become corrupt. It ran so many things in people's lives as it still does today. And so there was this idea that you don't have to pay for religion. You can do it for free. In fact, that's the whole gift of the gospel. It's a free gift from God Yeah, is his son. And so that's really what started this whole thing with Martin Luther. John Calvin came afterwards and really already had uh, and was fantastic in his own right. Um, in preaching the gospel and going out and converting people to Christianity from Catholicism or other religions. What is Tom Cruise's role? <laughs> he seems like a, like a religious leader at this point. Does yeah, he, he not? might be, yeah. What is he? Uh, the, uh, the Church of the, the Science... Scientologist. Scientology. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we were in L.A.? And we went into the Scientology building? Yes. And we were taking pictures and like, you can't take pictures in here and, uh, you know. Yes. It went okay. Mm. I definitely remember that. So, and we didn't see Tom Cruise anywhere. You don't feel like you have a set. Is there someone in your church that is a religious leader to you? Oh, or is yeah. there like a friend that you look up to as like a religious leader? Of course, I got a couple. I mean, uh, listen, Pastor JR has been my pastor for such a long time. And, have, uh, you know, I grew up with my father, with our family pastor, Brother Leonard Riley, who. Um, it's Brother funny, Leonard Riley. Him, that's yeah. a good religious name. So, is that know, real? Yeah. Is Brother that real? Leonard, man, he was. So can I tell you what bothers me about the popes is that they make them change their name. Really? Once you become pope, you have to take the name of a previous pope. And so, so that's brother why Leonard. they all have numbers. So in the in the in the in the Protestant faith, we call each other brothers, like brothers in Christ and whatever. And now normally when you elevate to become a pastor, you call them pastor. And Brother Leonard said he didn't want to be called that. He still wanted to be called Brother Leonard. And that was what we called him until the day he died. And he was a great man. He started off working in the shipyard. He was a hardworking dude who just loved Jesus. And what is it? Does that make message. me a bad person that I still want? Like the, like when I see like neighbors, kids or random people, I'm not Mr. Drum. I'm Dr. Drum. Is that weird that it, like people are like, Oh, Hey, Mr. Drum. Ah, it's nice. Does that make me bad? Is it, am I not like a preacher, pastor, brother? No, I think, listen, I think when you're in, I think in context, right? I think so, context. So I think when you're, you're always a doctor, but you should definitely be referred to as doctor when you're in the setting and when you're doing stuff. I think when you're out in public, it's up to you, right? Like, um, so when I go to Orange Theory, when I'm coaching, they call me Coach Pete. When I'm just taking a class, I'm just Pete or Party Pete. Like, I don't, you don't need to call me Coach Pete while I'm sitting there running on the treadmill. Just like I would think if I was Dr. McKinney, and I probably could have been. Um, that if I was sitting around cooking on the grill, <laughs> Yo, you could call me just, Mr. Just so we know, we know the spot where people got the biggest laugh in this you episode. You could call me. Like, I probably, I could maybe have been a doctor. That's you where people laugh the hardest. Mr. McKenney, and I would never be like, it's Dr. McKenney. No, I, you know right. what? I probably would, though. I probably would. I'd be like, it's Dr. McKenney. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you know what, you <laughs> know what, I you know what they're lie. saying? You know what the Pope's saying? What's he saying? I love it when you call me Big Popey. I love it when you call me Big Pope. Be, throw your rosaries in the air if you're a true prayer. I love it when you call me Big Popey. When you see the white smoke in the air. Atheists beware. Ah. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of leaders, uh, my leader, Dr. Anthony Fauci, has left the Catholic religion and he has become a humanist. 
Mm. A humanist takes the outlook of thought attaching. The main importance to being human rather than a divine or supernatural matters. Humanists believe to stress the potential value and goodness of human beings and what we can do to overall improve humankind. Well, I think, the, I think that the, all the faith religions do that as well, right? I think if we have shown, I think there's many times in history when you look throughout, when humans left to their own devices, um, we've seen the destruction that can come of that, right? So I truly believe that it's all about order, to me, I love mankind, and I think mankind is is uh, has a role. In you mean order like priest, then bishop, then yeah, cardinal, yeah. then popey. But I think order like I love it when you call me big poppy. Like that's God, right? He's not okay. big popey. He's big. You got to put everything in perspective. So, like some, there are people, there are people who worship the earth. And they, they, they believe that the earth has its own powers and things like that. You're not right? talking about the flat earthers, right? I can't no, stand the flat earthers. I'm talking earthers. about like tribalists and, you know, there's a lot of Native American tribes that, you know, think there's a sun god and a moon god and different things like that. And I say it's just an order issue, right? I think the sun, just like what happens when we talk about science, the sun is a gift from God. It is to be adored and certainly revered because you look at it and say, wow, it's amazing this sun can be doing what it does and knows how to do what it's supposed to do. And then I think, well, the person who made that sun is pretty incredible. Yeah. Right? And when I think the, guy, the person who made the sun also made the moon, the stars, the ocean, all that, then I think, well, it's just an order thing. So same thing with Dr. Fauci. You know, God put in his book that he put the man above all the other animals on the earth. So it's just an order thing. Man is above all the animal, other animals on, animals on the earth, but then... What's above man is God. So it's an order thing. Humans are certainly to be revered and adored and loved and cared for, but it all comes from the foundation of, of loving Christ first. Yeah. Well, so that's where we come. Just like, you know, you want to fix a symptom, you know, you want to diagnose somebody with, I don't know, psoriatic arthritis, you got to find, you know, some other things to lead you to that diagnosis first. Any symptom Stay by itself. Stay tuned. Episode on psoriatic arthritis coming soon. Any symptom by itself is not necessarily uh, a diagnosis. Yeah. Well, I don't disagree. I, am I wrong? You, you are not. You are not wrong. You are not wrong. And I love the and fact that... And I'm not even that, a doctor. I mean, I could... Well, call me Dr. McKenney when you see me. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, <laughs> Second place we're... I have on. a favorite quote from Dr. Fauci. And he okay. says, Leadership takes many forms, including the quiet leadership of example. And you know what? I appreciate your example, Dr. Fauci. And I love calling you Dr. Fauci. I love it uh, when... I love your leadership, PJP, too. I love it when you call me Big Popey. Throw your rosary in the air if you's a true prayer. I love it when you call me Big Popey. When you see that white smoke in the air. Atheists beware. Two things you can always count on. The doc is in. And the deacon speaks. Thank you so much. I know we've taken a little bit of a break, but we love our producer, Tucker Butler. Our music is always put out there by your boy. Franchise. You can follow us on Twitter. At Doc Deacon. On Instagram at Doc and the Deacon. Check us out. 
on Facebook. We've got a Doc and the Deacon page. We're also on Stitcher. So if you want to listen to podcasts there, and if you are on the Apple uh, podcast app, yeah. please rate and review us. They do say that that is important for getting your show listened to uh, more people. So uh, We've had over 20,000 listens at this point. So people are listening and we appreciate it. And the television show got some uh, good news today. Holler. A little bit of news. Yeah, check your email, bro. Okay. Check your email, bro. Peace. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market and brand this. That's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show won't be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman.